0: You can say all you want. Well, my truth, my truth is that gravity doesn't exist. Fine. Go jump off the roof and we'll see how your truth works out for you.
1: There are laws of absolutes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family and filmmaking. If you are just joining us today, welcome to the show. We are a husband and wife filmmaking team on a mission to share truth and Jesus Christ wherever we go. And recently, we just started our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters, dealing with telling the truth and things that are being taught in the education system through this new social emotional learning and comprehensive sex ed. So welcome to the show.
0: And speaking of social emotional learning, if you haven't listened to last Thursday's podcast interview that you did with Jennifer McWilliams Mm -hmm. was an excellent podcast don't Jennifer say. McWilliams was a teacher. She's a teacher here in Indiana who called out what she saw in the social yes. and emotional learning curriculum. And guess what? She got fired mm-hmm. just for disagreeing. Sharing the, sharing the truth. They fired her for it. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. And also the week before that, uh, your interview with Rhonda. Uh, Miller with Purple for Parents, and that was
1: all about the comprehensive sex ed.
0: Pretty extraordinary, too. Speaking of people who are just going about their lives and then realize awful things that are going on right in front of them, and that's Which leads exactly into
1: what we're talking about today. Exactly
0: what we're talking about today. But first, I I know that everyone is wondering <laughs> about our icicle Christmas lights. And I just wanted to give an update uh-huh. that magically all strands but one have fixed themselves.
1: And if you don't know what he's talking about, that's okay. <laughs> Earlier podcast, he was lamenting.
0: Complaining. I was complaining about <laughs> icicle Christmas lights that we put on our house and we tested them all and then we strung them all up, got out there with the stepladder and the stapler just like Clark, Clark Griswold. And then there were... Three strands that just refuse to work. Yeah. And so... But now they're magically fixed. we let a few days go by. There's one strand at the very end of the garage that still doesn't work, but that's okay because the grip truck sits in front of that part of the garage and you (laughs) can't really see it, so we're not in a hurry to fix it. So uh, there's our Christmas light update. And also we should let people know if you or someone you know likes to listen to podcasts on iHeartRadio. Oh, that's right. Fearless with Mark and Amber is now on iHeartRadio Podcasts. So we're on Yay. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, mm-hmm. and iHeartRadio.
1: Yep. Fun.
0: So what are we talking we about today? We love podcasting. We do. It's It's, it's, it's really fun, fun to be able
1: to connect with everybody this way. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that you are here and joining us. But today, oh, we're going to talk about truth. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because one of the things that we always... Say to people, and even even after even after um, interviewing the abortionist George klopfer for our mm-hmm. last film Inwood Drive, I and we just said over and over again, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. It's it's the best thing that we can do is tell the truth. But in today's society, oh, you're hated for the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. People don't want to hear the truth; they want to hear what their
1: tickle itching ears what want to hear. Itching That's what ears the
0: Bible says, want yep. to hear, as the scripture says, yeah. Don't tell me what I don't want to hear. Don't hurt my feelings. Ugh. Tell me what makes me feel good about myself. Feel good about mm-hmm. myself.
1: So we were fascinated. We were, we've been studying, uh, we've studied Romans before and talked about Romans before. But this morning we actually sat down and we were watching a two-part series uh, with John MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And he was going through the book of Romans. And I had never, I, my, m- my eyes and my mind had never been open to the fact that we're living in the Lord's judgment, Mm -hmm. like right now, today, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we sometimes, especially for myself, I can just speak for myself. Sometimes I read it and I think, oh, that's going to happen, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's like the book of revelation. It's to come, it's future, Mm -hmm. you know, but we have these, we have all these instructions and all of this information now. Right. But in the book of Romans, so interesting, and and John went through it. So I'm going to start in the book of Romans at 118, and I'm just going to read through here real quick. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. Now, how has God made it plain to people?
0: Through the creation.
1: Through creation. You see it all around. And I think there was something that um, John MacArthur had also said, and and I had to write it down because I thought it was just so pro- so profound. He said, "Nobody times nothing equals everything." Mm-hmm. That's evolution. That's right. what's being taught. That's it's,
0: the that's the the humanist naturalism worldview.
1: Right. This Big Bang Theory. Right. Like it all started from a blob, mm-hmm. and now we're all magically these intellectual beings. Mm-hmm. So nothing times nobody equals everything.
0: Right. It's it's absolute foolishness.
1: So insane. Okay, back to scripture. Verse 19, I'll read it again. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. And I have that underline in my Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, just red underline. You are without excuse mm-hmm. for denying God's existence.
0: This is a, a an interesting thing. I remember going through, and we've talked about this a little bit here on the podcast before. But a a dark period in my life where I I, I sort of flirted with this notion of of atheism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I realized very quickly, and I, we were talking the other day, I think, uh, it, it, with me, the concept, the notion of being an atheist, truly being an atheist,
1: which, which, is, denying. which is
0: denying that there is a God at all. Um, because I have been a believer since I was very young, I was just running from the Lord. Um, the concept, I, I, I realized very quickly that... That concept lasted about 32 seconds in my mind, and I realized that it was foolishness. And then I saw atheists for who they really are, that there's not a one atheist that I have ever met or read their writings or seen speeches that they've given that actually believes that there's no God. Right. There's not a one of them. If, listen, if you don't, okay, so if... If you have small children in the room, you might want to send them away, okay? Or hit pause because I'm going to I'm going to talk about some hard truths. So, ready? As adults, we know that there's no such thing as Santa Claus, mm-hmm. right? Do we spend all of our waking hours demanding that Santa Claus and all references to Santa Claus be removed from everywhere because we don't believe in Santa Claus?
1: Mm-mm.
0: No we don't
1: in fact everybody would rather believe in santa claus than believe in the birth of the lord jesus christ
0: right and 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 the analogy is if you really if if there's something that you just you just say okay it's not real i don't care you know if you as kids want to want to believe in it but i know it's not real so i don't i just am not going to i'm not going to worry about it why is it that atheists if they really don't believe that there's any god why are they so intent on making sure that they force all of us mm-hmm. to believe that there's no God. Right. It's not that they don't believe in God. It's that they know that God is real and they hate God. Oh. And so they want to deny God and they want to force everyone else to deny God. Well, Go
1: thank you for that lead in, because verse 22, for although they knew God, They neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Mm -hmm. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. And I think it was fascinating uh, what John was just talking about. And he says, why do they do that? Why do they pick the animals as... They're gods mm-hmm. because there's no moral standard. That's right. There's there's no morality that they have to live up to.
0: This whole notion, going back, and we reference Francis Schaefer a lot, mm-hmm. but when I was growing up and coming through high school and we were introduced to Francis Schaefer, and one of the things that he always talked about was moral relativism and... He just and, and and granted, when I was in high school and hearing these things, this was the early nineties, and these films were from the early eighties. Mm-hmm. And Francis Schaeffer was talking about this in the 60s, in the 70s, in the early 80s. Moral relativism, what does that mean? Well, when we were young, remember phrases like this uh one man's ceiling is another man's floor. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember this from, I know everyone has watched Seinfeld at one point or another, and you remember that there was this popular phrase on Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that, right? They would have Mm -hmm. this conversation about, and it would usually go into what we know as sexual perversions, things like homosexuality. In the 90s, we're dealt with with, well, one man's ceilings, another man's floor. Mm -hmm. And well, not that there's anything wrong with that. Don't ask, don't tell. That's moral relativism. And it became what we see today is it's gone so completely bonkers it's gone from, oh, it's well, insanity. it's gone from, well, if that's what you want to believe, then fine, but let's just not talk about it.
1: That's my truth. Don't hear all Now that, you oh. hear this.
0: The, the, <laughs> well, that's my truth. Uh, the, my truth is this. You guess what? You don't get to have your own truth. Mm-mm. Truth is what it is. It exists independently of what you think about it and what you feel about it. And the example that John used very effectively was... Yep. Gravity.
1: Yes, jump off a jump off a uh, building mm-hmm. and guess what's going to happen. Right. There are absolutes. Right, you're going down.
0: You can say all you want. Well, my truth, my truth is that gravity doesn't exist. Fine, go jump off the roof and we'll see how your truth works out for you.
1: There are laws of absolutes.
0: There are, and and his point is talking about the difference between the physical universe and morality and spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And he made such a good point of saying you can be a homosexual
1: living in sin without consequences for a long time, for a
0: long time. And you won't necessarily see those consequences manifested for Mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. Not so with the physical universe. Right. Now, I contend that we are at a point in our society where we're we already are seeing where we are denying the physical realities in front of us.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. That's what
0: this whole homosexual transgender thing is. Mm -hmm. The physical reality. And a couple a couple episodes ago, I made this argument about I should be able to go down to the Porsche dealer and write a million dollar (laughs) check for a Carrera GT. And who are you to tell me that I'm not a millionaire? Right. And we can look at that and laugh and say well, that's silly because you don't have that money in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Well, how many of you? Let me just let me just go down, get a little crazy here. You're not how many, fired up this morning, are you? I am. <laughs> how many of you have ever gone to the bank and said, "I want to see all of my money that's in the bank"? Show me the stacks of dollar bills here. They we don't do that because they don't do that mm-hmm. because it all exists in cyberspace. Mm-hmm. It's just numbers on a computer, right? And so we know how easy it is to hack computers and change numbers. Yet that argument of, well, my gender is something based on how I feel at the moment. How is that not insane? You know your gender. What's
1: worse? Wait a second. What's worse is they're passing laws to allow these people. You're just coddling you're 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 enabling the problem yes
0: absolutely
1: okay let's say let me let me go ahead here so romans verse 122 or i'm sorry 124 picking up here therefore god gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity and to the degrading of their bodies with one another They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator for His who who is forever praised. Amen. And here's here's where it gets really interesting. And I and I think that this is where it really like jumped out at me when when John was going through it. And we'll I will um, include the two part series that we watched on the blog. So Mm -hmm. be looking for that because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. So God's judgment Mm -hmm. is already upon us. It is. And I think it was so profound when he went through this, the way that he did and to see it manifest in today's society
0: He made such an interesting point, too, in that particular passage, and read it again where it says, even their women.
1: It said, even their women exchange natural relations for unnatural ones.
0: And the way that the the scripture makes a point of that, and his point in his sermon was that this is... The last straw. One of the last straws, one of the last things to fall, because women have a natural... Uh, mothering mothering instinct and a predisposition to not fall into things like that i hate to say it but men are more susceptible to things like that but that it starts with the men and then when it gets so bad even Even the women turn to unnatural relationships that's talking about homosexuality with women lesbianism Lesbianism. Mm mm-hmm Which is now, okay, it's in the church, right? We've got lesbian pastors of churches, but go ahead.
1: Uh, (laughs) In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's that's an obvious reference, I think, to the physical diseases that come with homosexual lifestyle
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's not there's not an immediate consequence right. again there's there's not an immediate consequence of you living in your sin right however there is an eternal consequence mm-hmm. for rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm let me just finish this last paragraph here in chapter one. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. When, every time I think of murder and deceit, mm-hmm. I, I think of abortion.
0: I think of the abortion industry, oh. and when I think of... To do things which ought not be done. I think of...
1: Mutilating your body to make uh, you a different gender. I mean, yeah, I think of things like that.
0: That's one. Uh, child sexual exploitation. Oh, yeah. Pornography. These are all things that are an abomination to the Lord. They ought not to be done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yet we approve of them now.
1: They are gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. Mm-hmm. They disobey their parents they are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things but also approve of those who practice them. So that's where you get all these groups. Oh, and all-
0: and can I point out to the the media machine in our popular culture? And I the the, the immediate example that I think of is when Bruce Jenner went down this path. Oh my word. Right? And it wasn't enough that that Bruce nobody nobody told that man the truth. Right. That you're you're sick, you're you're a sick man and you need Christ. Mm-hmm apparently nobody told him and so what did they do they started approving of what he was doing put him on the cover (laughs) of the magazine. that's what
1: i was gonna say we're celebrating what what about the what about the dude that just dressed in put on the dress and he was on i don't even know i don't even know like oh the guy
0: on sesame street that like the no the guy guy. that wears the dress well him
1: too but there you see it so perverted through everything and And, francis schaefer yeah Going back to Francis Schaefer, yeah. it's in the arts. It's in every bit of our media. And everywhere. wasn't and
0: wasn't ES wasn't it ESPN with their was it the Espy Awards where they gave the I think the Arthur Ash uh, courage award to Bruce? I have no idea. Bruce, aka whatever. I'm not I'm ha- not even gonna call Bruce, you're a dude. Okay. You I'm not gonna call you Caitlin. Your name is Bruce. You were born a man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, You used to be a hero of sports. I remember growing up, Bruce Jenner was, he was an Olympic all-star. hero. He was an all-star. He was on the the Wheaties box. We all admired him because he was a man's man.
1: Yeah, so sad.
0: But here's what's interesting, because we were talking about this after we watched John MacArthur this morning. When it, what happens when you realize that someone you have trusted has lied to you. What happens when you realize that you've been lied to about something that you, that you never believed could ever happen? Somebody that you have trusted implicitly and you, they get caught or you have to call them out on something. There's that period of absolute disbelief mm-hmm. followed by unfiltered rage. And we were talking about this, that we, in our generation, last week's podcast, we talked about generational divides and and perspective, and we were talking about how it's reflected in the arts, specifically in the lyrics of music that we listen to. And we went back into song lyrics back into the 40s, but we also talked about a pivotal moment in u.s history which Mm -hmm. was the scopes trial the scopes trial
1: the the mid-20s when they the scopes trial that was ultimately dubbed the monkey trial Mm -hmm. because they were trying to teach evolution right instead of
0: creationism and ultimately what that was was and what was the year on that was Uh, 1925 1925 so this is 2020 about to be 2021 we are 95 going on 96 years into what I believe was the beginning of mm-hmm. the giving over of our culture here in America.
1: As, yeah, as, as Romans 1 talks about. right? Mm-hmm.
0: When, when our ancestors, so this is, we talked about generations.
1: Well, and history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. How, is it, how is it that we have scripture... And there is this this truth, mm-hmm. this, is, this is inerrant truth, mm-hmm. how do we have the Book of Romans if it wasn't happening in their time?
0: Right. It happens over and over it and over, over again. over and over again. In, in, in every Wake culture. Up. Right. <laughs> but, you know, Charles Darwin wrote his, did all of his studies and declarations in the In the mid to late 1800s is when this was all. It's all
1: on theory.
0: Right. And and, and, it's not
1: really documented truth. And when
0: you really study who this man was, he was a pervert. He was an awful, awful man.
1: Again, nobody times nothing equals everything.
0: Right. And so in the 1920s was when our society here in America. Started to make that shift to say, We it's not just about teaching evolution, it's about saying we deny God, yep, and we are not going to teach our children about God anymore, we're going to teach our children about our new God, the God of humanism. Mm-hmm. And the God of humanism is that man is the center of all things.
1: Because they don't want to have consequences for their immorality right. and their sin. I,
0: here's an example that I, that I always love to, to share with people. Speaking of this whole notion of, of evolution and the Big Bang. all right? let's, just, let's just think about this for a moment. When you go and you um, uh, shop for a house... Mm -hmm. Right. And do you ever look at a house that's beautiful that you love and say, I wonder how long it took this house to evolve? (laughs) No. Okay. How about when we shop for a car? I love cars, right? Mm -hmm. What's the reason why I want to self-identify as a millionaire and write a check for a million dollar Porsche Carrera GT because of who built it, because of who designed it? Mm -hmm. Cars don't evolve. They didn't come out of nothing. Buildings don't evolve. They don't come out of nothing. Yet, for some reason, the entire fabric of the entire universe, known universe around us, somehow magically came out of nothing.
1: It denies intelligent design.
0: It's, it's so... Do you not, do you not see this? Mm -hmm. Everything else around us has a design. And if you design something and you build something, you spend your life building something, you want credit for it. (laughs) I want people to know that I built this. This is my design. This is my creation. I want people to know. Right. But the Lord who created everything. That everything is made out of, we say, I'm not even going to
1: acknowledge that you exist. Right. Are you yep. nuts? The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against the godlessness and the wickedness.
0: Not only are we living in judgment. the judgment, we had our timeline wrong because I've always looked at it when I read that and I would think of, okay, the 60s, the 70s, 80s, I can see that it goes back even further. Yeah. It goes all the way back to the turn of the century when this started to really... Move and our grandparents and great grandparents' generation were the ones who were in this era when our society in America started to decide, hey, you know what? We're going to deny the very existence of God. Yeah. And because of that, we are growing up in the condemned generations.
1: You know, but for those of us who know, the Lord, mm-hmm. and trust in his truth, the, the the word of God. I think I was so encouraged. We were reading the other day um, in Isaiah, and Isaiah 61, 3, it says, They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And what was it that you shared? Pastor Bob shared something about oaks,
0: Pastor Yalberg oak shared with me uh, on this very subject a couple of years ago that and I, that the the strongest oaks are those that endure the harshest winters.
1: We are in a harsh winter.
0: We are in a harsh winter, but it speaks to the trials that the Lord allows us as believers to go through because yeah. if we are to grow into oaks of righteousness,
1: which we- happened to live, let me, let me just point out, it was interesting doing a study on oak trees because mm-hmm. they can live for centuries. They can live for
0: centuries, yeah.
1: <laughs> so be an oak tree, friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if we are to grow into those, then our, our, our core has to be very dense and very solid. And the way that oak trees do that is they, they endure the coldest winters and that makes them the strongest oak trees and the most valuable. Yeah. And
1: So so be encouraged. I think that's a thing. I mean, we talk a lot about a lot of hard stuff and mm-hmm. and but it always goes back to scripture. Always goes back to the word of God. You know, we read every day. If you are not committed to reading your Bible every day, I highly encourage you take the time Even if you don't understand, Mm -hmm. read it anyway. I can tell you, as someone who came to Christ at 25, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was reading, but I read it anyway.
0: And I can point point something out. I can promise you this, that if you ask the Lord
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to teach you, say, Lord, I don't understand everything that I read here, but please reveal truth to me. Teach me something today. He always will. Mm-hmm. He always will. And you don't magically understand everything. The, the The Bible is so deep. It's so full of so many layers. And we say all the time, we can... Read a passage a hundred times and mm-hmm. come back to it and, and read it. And suddenly the Holy Spirit points out something new and you, you go, I never saw that before. Are you sure that was in there? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in there, but the last time I read it, it was. Mm-hmm. But now the Lord has revealed it to you. But your, eyes, you. Are open your to, eyes are to open to other now. truths. So don't be afraid. You have to, if you want to get through this life and grow as a Christian, you be, an have, oak tree. you be an oak tree. <laughs> you must commit, men, women. You must commit to being in the word every day there is no other way there is no excuse to not be you have to be in the word to your children and then model it for your children
1: because there is a battle and a war on our families well that is all the time we have for today thank you for joining us here today and we hope you have a wonderfully blessed day if you want to go and check out our ministry website and all that we're doing go and visit fearlessfeatures.org have a great day